But now let's focus our attention on the Carolina Panthers, what they need to do this offseason in order to get, I would say, back on track, but I don't know if they've ever been on track. Wes, certainly not in David Tepper's tenure. So we need to find a way to get on track at some point. Who better to help us than Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus hopping on with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Sam. Sam, we appreciate the time, man. How are you? No problem. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, Sam. We're trying to figure out what the hell Carolina can do to fix all of the problems that they had, not only just with Bryce Young, and we'll see what David Tepper can do, whether he hires a GM first, pairs a head coach first with the GM at a later date, whatever. I, I feel like we just need to figure out what jo- what coaches would accept this job. And so many people feel like this Panthers roster in this organization is the least attractive job out of all of the vacancies. I do want to ask you this, Sam, what are the attractive traits? Like what are the positives when looking at this Panthers roster? I guess it depends what your opinion of Bryce Young was as a prospect. Um, Priors still matter. And I know we've just seen a season of him really struggling. But if you love Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, if you loved him a year ago when he was coming into the draft, and you're an offensive-minded coach, you know, you're still going to be keen on the idea of fixing him um, and getting him back on track and, and unlocking that player that we saw in college. So I think that element is definitely still going to be attractive to some coaches. You know, maybe not all. It, it wasn't like it was a consensus that Bryce Young was the number one pick, but more draft analysts than than not thought that Bryce Young was the best quarterback available a year ago. So I think that will still carry some weight, certainly in some quarters. Um, and I think that's by far kind of the most attractive element of this. The other part is, you know, okay, David Tepper is proving himself to be something of a volatile owner or, you know, maybe of the kind of worrisome end of the spectrum in terms of how much influence or how much distraction he's going to cause. But, he's rich and he's willing to spend that money. And, you know, I think there is an element to which that will be attractive to a prospective head coach compared with some other owners who, you know, you might have to battle to get um, a signing over the line or, you know, to get them to invest money to just try and make the team win. Sam, here's a two-part question. Because of Bryce Young being the most important piece on this Panthers roster, would you lean towards an offensive mind at head coach? And if so, is there an offensive mind you think works best for Bryce Young? Um, I don't think you necessarily need to lean as an offensive mind as the head coach, as long as if you're hiring a defensive mind, you need to know beforehand what's your plan for Bryce Young. And by that, I mean, I also need a name of an offensive coordinator. You know, you can't just sort of say, hey, trust me, I'm going to find a guy. I, I need to know what that guy is going to be because you're right. Fixing Bryce Young is is the only thing that really matters here. So I don't think that the guy that's doing that needs to necessarily be in charge of the whole thing, but that definitely needs to be um, in place before we do anything. Uh, I know, you know they wanted Ben Johnson a year ago, and he sort of withdrew his name from uh, the, the from the job and, and opted to stay another year in Detroit. I don't think Ben Johnson has hurt his candidacy from a year ago. I think he backed up that season with another great year for Detroit as offensive coordinator. Um, Jared Goff has had arguably the best seasons we've seen from him with the Lions, with Ben Johnson as his, as his coach. And he has multiple games during the last couple of years where Johnson has significantly outcoached the the defense on the other side, you know, schematically won as well as just 
putting up points and, and won the game and, and the yardage battle and all those kinds of things. So, you know, I think Ben Johnson would be the first name on my wish list if I was David Tepper. You're listening to Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus on the Body Works Plus guest hotline and talking more about Bryce Young, what the type of quarterback he is, and you guys' film evaluation. What is an offense for him that you feel like is the best for him for, from a style perspective? It's difficult. I, I felt Bryce Young in college, his superpower at Alabama was throwing with anticipation. Um, all the things that Tua, 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 Tua Loa does well right now, um, Bryce Young was better at, at Alabama, you know, and Tua right now is maybe the best in the NFL at that. I mean, he led the league all the way through this year in terms of average time to throw with the, the quickest average time to throw in the NFL. He throws with better anticipation or throws earlier in the play than anybody else in the NFL. And he, he you know, to an extent he needs to with his arm strength. Um, but that offense is perfect for that. You know, the, the variant that he is running of that Shanahan offense really leans into his anticipation, his ability to just throw it to a spot over the middle, trusting that Tyreek Hill or somebody is going to be there by the time the ball arrives. I think Bryce Young threw with better anticipation than Tua did during their college careers in the same offense. So, and, and even independent of that, this Shanahan scheme is the best scheme in the NFL right now, whether it's the Shanahan version of it, whether it's the Mike McDaniel version of it, whether it's the one that Bobby Slowick is running in Houston right now with C.J. Stroud, that offense is the best offense in the NFL. It is the current um, you know, meta offense, so I would try and get that system in any variety I could, which kind of limits you back to you know Bobby Slowick being an obvious candidate. Sam, when you talk about you guys' uh, free agent list that you put out and the Panthers, we know that they need a lot of things to help them out for next season. But offensive line is the focus here. Which free agents do you feel are coming available that are gettable for the Panthers that they should definitely pursue? Yeah, it's it's a tough year. It's not a great year for free agent offensive linemen. Um, there's there's not a ton of these guys that are at the high end of the the spectrum, even the ones that are in that world of having shown incredible ability for top-end play, they're getting old. So, you know, it's a, it's a tough year to need offensive line and try and do it through free agency. One guy that I'm curious to see what the market will be like for him, um, given his career so far, is Mike Wenu from uh, the New England Patriots. He's, they've used him all over that line. He's been played at guard. He's played at right tackle. Um, I think he's at his best at right tackle. So from that point of view, it's not a great fit um, because that's the biggest strength on this Panthers offensive line. But I think you can slot him in elsewhere. And he's only ever played well when he's been on the field. But he has sort of he hasn't always been given that automatic starter spot in New England. So I'm curious to see if he's able to uh, get the kind of money that his play would suggest he should have, or if the rest of the league is as confused by his career as the Patriots seem to have been, and he ends up being this sort of bargain basement type of acquisition for somebody. And then I will ask you, too, just playing off of that one, the the wide receivers. Is there a guy out there that you feel like the Panthers should target, that you feel like they can get that would be a great fit for Bryce and really help take this offense to the next level, so to speak? Well, obviously a lot is going to depend on, you know, what happens with uh, T. Higgins in Cincinnati, where they're going to let him go, where they're going to let him uh, hit the open market. 
Um, but I think generally the free agent or the free agent wide receiver market is an awful lot better than uh, the free agent uh, offensive line market that we talked about before. Um, T. Higgins is an absolute superstar. I think if they could make that happen, it would be a fantastic addition. It would also fill a hole in that receiving core in terms of stylistic uh, receiver. Um, I think his his ability to just win one-on-one matchups on the outside, okay, he doesn't necessarily do it with separation, but he wins at the catch point and can dominate, can be a true number one receiver, gives a a quarterback the kind of confidence to just put the ball in the air. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. uh, is, is a really good receiver as well, sort of, Similar, I think, stylistically to T. Higgins, maybe not quite as good, but he would be an intriguing option. Mike Evans, it remains to be seen if they're going to let him get out of Tampa Bay or if he ends up just re-signing and extending his career there. Marquise Brown, the Cardinals receiver, would be an interesting name, but I think that's much more of a gamble. If they could snag one of Michael Pittman or... T. Higgins, I think that would be fantastic business. Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. And so, Sam, we've also had big-time contract negotiations with Brian Burns. That played well late into the offseason last year. Still, there is not an agreement by either party. What's more valuable to you for Carolina to take care of? Is it paying Brian Burns anywhere north of $27 million per year, something to that tune? Or is it paying someone like T. Higgins or finding another weapon that you were just talking about? I think it's definitely, like, if it's either or, you have to use that money to help Bryce Young. You know, whether it's offensive line, whether it's receivers, that's where the investment needs to go. And if it's a case of we can keep Brian Burns or improve the situation for Bryce Young, you have to improve the situation for Bryce Young. Uh, because he is, he's the, the, he's the thing that determines whether this team is going to get better or not next year. And if Bryce Young can't improve, and if you can't improve Bryce Young, then Brian Burns being re-signed long-term is not going to make any difference whatsoever. Ike Aquanu is someone that we certainly were disappointed by this year. And if you look at his rookie season, we thought we saw some really nice things. Sixth overall pick, he was really starting to develop well. And plus, James Campen is so highly thought of, we thought he was only going to go up. And then he regressed so much in our eyes. Sam, it does seem like a lot of his struggles came off of blitzes and stunts. It, do you have hope that Ike Aquanu can get back to something close to his rookie year and continuing to grow from there? What is your impression of the first-round pick there? I agree with you. I think he was a a huge disappointment this season. And nobody expected Carolina's offensive line to be as bad as it was this year. And and part of the reason that was the case was Zicky Aquanu. He looked pretty good as a rookie. It was a rough start, and then he improved as the year wore on. And sort of all of the signs pointed to him getting better and developing and really locking down that spot and being a solid pickup for them uh, at that point. But he completely went backwards this season, in particular in pass protection. And yeah, there were a lot of mental mistakes in there as well and and sort of confusion in terms of protections but there was also just getting beat regularly um and he gave up 11 sacks on the season still had a dozen penalties as well just so many bad plays and you know we've seen better play from him already as a rookie we know there's there's better play to be had from him but it it was definitely a, a huge a hugely concerning season for him and they need to figure out why that happened and, and try and reverse course and get him back towards being the, the player that looked like they were going to get towards the end of his rookie year. 
Sam Monster joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Sam, when you look at the season that Derrick Brown had historic as far as the amount of tackles that he had, but what do you make of him as far as when his payday comes up because of the lack of sacks or maybe tackles for loss that some people might want to see? And then I'll ask you the same thing about uh, Frankie Louvu as well. Yeah, Derrick Brown had an amazing season. Um, definitely more of a run stuffer than a pass-rushing interior tackle, but we knew that anyway coming into the NFL. That's the type of player he was. He's always been a better run defender than he is a pass rusher, but it's not like he's, a, he's been a bad pass rusher. You know, he had 40-something pressures this year. His PFF grade was, was firmly above average, um, and when you couple that with, as you said, a, a historic rate uh, against the run, 50-something defensive stops, those are tackles that are, are that put the offense behind the chains you know so impactful wins for the defense by far and away the best mark we we saw this year from a, a defensive tackle i mean i think he's got to be shooting for top of the market money maybe there's going to be a, a discount attached to that because it's more run defense than it is pass rush but you know he, he should be looking for an extremely healthy payday and then frankie louvu he's been really really good for multiple years now i think it took people kind of a little bit of time to um to be aware of it but last two seasons he's been a full-time starter now and the play hasn't dropped off i mean he was a situational guy that was grading really well looking good uh particularly against the run particularly on the blitz and then they scaled up his workload they gave him that full-time gig and he hasn't seen a decline in production in those two years so I mean, I think Luvu needs to be looking to be to get paid as well. He's he's absolutely earned uh, a big money contract to be a, a starting linebacker. That's Sam Monson. Great stuff from Sam Monson here on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Go follow this guy on Twitter at pff underscore uh, underscore Sam. We really appreciate the time, Sam, and we uh, can't wait to talk to you down the road. Anytime, guys. Take it easy.